Hello and good morning. Welcome to the City Business Edition. My name is Kojo Boateng. My guest this morning is a man who has played a key role in the digital space for years. Uh, he has experience working in corporate Ghana, corporate Africa, corporate global, and has garnered a lot of experience and insights into the digital space. Now, we always say that the world is now digital, but what does it mean for your life? What does it mean for your business? What does it mean for your revenue? What does it mean for your losses? Uh, irrespective of the type of industry you find yourself in, if you really sit down and do the analysis, you realize that you need to be digital. You need to be digitally plugged in to reap in the benefits. And today we are talking about digital and what it means for your business, digital and what it means for your life and understanding digital to make the right decisions to reach the markets here on the City Business Edition. My name, once again, is Kojo Boating, and my guest this morning is Stephen Nase Bwedi. Stephen, welcome to the Business Edition. Thank you very much, Kojo. I hope you are well. I'm very well, thank is you. Is this the first time you are meeting this year? Yes, well, on the show. <laughs> <laughs> now tell yeah. me, um, a lot of people in the digital space know you as one of the key brains and one of the key voices. But for those who don't know Stephen Nasebody, who is he and what do you do? So um, I run a consultancy called Enable Good Consult. This is what I set up after many years working in corporate. And um, what we do is we partner with organizations to help them to leverage digital to grow. The reason why this is important is that there's so much out there, but so many businesses are not doing it right. So businesses, organizations, political parties or whatever need to understand how they can effectively leverage digital for their growth. And that's what we help them to do. Mm. Now, um, if we say digital, what really is digital? Um, previously, we mm -hmm. knew what digital was. Mm -hmm. But how is digital redefining itself in the 21st century for the various needs of um, individuals and corporates and businesses? So... Um, I'll take you back to what we call like the digital, I mean, mm -hmm. revolution. And that's what, I mean, followed the industrial revolution. And this is when everything, the emergence of computers and everything became, um, everything became digital, if I can use that word technically. So it's not physical anymore. The best example I can give is, for example, the difference between a hard newspaper and going to a news website like City Newsroom to read. So one is digital, one is like traditional. Yeah. Now, this has become more significant in the last 20 years since the growth of what we call Web 2.0 or mm -hmm. whatever, which is websites and uh, social media and mobile and mobile apps and all the rest. And today, as we discuss, as we go on, our lives have been engulfed with these. And so we need to turn to these platforms, digital platforms, to do the things that we were doing using traditional. More so because traditional has failed to deliver the results that we always wanted. doesn't mean that in some cases traditional is not relevant. It's still relevant. Radio, we are sitting on radio. Mm -hmm. Radio is still relevant. But like you guys do, this show would end, but then you will package it and make it available online to amplify it. So you see the role that digital plays in it. Because yes. otherwise, if you leave it to just the radio, the physical radio, after the time has ended, people have the, won't have the chance to listen to it again until you decide to play it back. So, 20 years ago, if I missed my favorite radio or TV show, it's likely I'd never get to hear no. it again unless it's rescheduled uh, exactly. for another broadcast. Exactly. But now, it's likely that if I'm even listening to a show right now mm -hmm. and I miss a statement, yeah. I can rewind that show exactly. whilst it's still alive yes. and catch up on whatever I missed. Mm -hmm. And come back to continue. The, yeah. So, so digital is opening up more opportunities yes. 
for people to get things when they want, mm-hmm. wherever they want, yes. and how they want it. Yes, and that's and that's the key there. Mm-hmm. So it's not coming to, um, it's amplifying. It's complementing traditional and amplifying it. So things that traditional couldn't do, like you just explained. In the olden days, you couldn't go back to listen to a radio show, mm-hmm. but I can go back to listen to it. You can also be able to engage with the radio station as it's going on because you'll be on Twitter or you'll be on WhatsApp or whatever, engaging with them. So, like I often say these days, even news is now a conversation. It's not a broadcast anymore. You don't sit down to read it. It's a conversation. Mm. Yeah. Are traditional processes under threat from the digital space? Yes. But it uh, doesn't mean that they're going to be extinct very soon because they have a role. For example... The number of people who are listening to us on radio now, it w- it's huge. Mm-hmm. You can't compare the number of people who will be listening to us online to that. So it gives you the explosion. It gives you the big number. Same with TV, will give you the big numbers. But you have to look at it, the raw rule are you using it for. So we use it to create the initial buzz, the awareness. But then for deep dive and for repeat on-demand consumption, we turn to digital. Mm. So you will find that the radio stations and businesses that are doing very well are integrating the two effectively. I know you've been referring to radio, radio, radio and TV because <laughs> you're on a radio yes. show. But um, aside this industry, which other industries are really taking advantage of digital to grow? Uh, in Ghana in particular, you yeah. can see the banks doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, these days you look at every bank, every bank has an app. Most banks have an app. They have websites, they've got USSD on their mobile phone. And what they are, tr- the basic thing they are trying to do is to extend the banking hours, for mm-hmm. example, give people convenience, reduce the traffic to the banking hall and all of that. Now, we can have a conversation about whether or not they are doing that effectively. Because when you look at some of the banking apps, they don't quite understand the user experience, what the yeah. user needs. And so they are not able to cut the traffic to the banking hall. So banks are using it effectively. Churches are using it very, very effectively. You see... This is Facebook Live is very cheap. Every church is on Facebook Live. Yeah. Because they've realized that their audience are all over the place, the congregation all over the place. Our lifestyles don't allow us all to be in church at the same time. So you can always go back to watch it or you can watch it even while you're home doing whatever. So these are businesses that are doing that. Small, small businesses like makeup company, makeup businesses, all the rest are doing that. So it's that's another beautiful thing about digital. It's easily accessible and with the right strategy, it's open to everyone. So it's kind of like a leveler. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Stephen Nasebwedi uh, talking about digital on the City Business Edition. My name is Kojo Boating, and the City Business Edition podcasts are always uploaded on our SoundCloud page. They are also on CityFMOnline.com and also on other platforms around the world, including Spotify, Google Podcast, and other podcasting platforms. Now, Nasebwedi, where is the world in digital? Okay, when it comes to the numbers. Okay, so we're going to go through some numbers now. There's an organization called We Are Social. So they partner with another organization called Hootsuite. And there's a guy who drives it, effectively called Simon Kemp. So globally, those of us who are digital mad, we follow him. And around this time every year, they release some numbers. So we're going to go through some of the numbers. If we look at, let's start from global and we'll zero into Ghana. Okay. If we look at the global numbers now, um, our population globally is 7.75 billion people. Okay. Now, mobile phone connection is 7.95 billion. Like one of the reasons is that most, some of us have multiple phones. You know, you come to Ghana, it's even worse. Like okay? But uh, you would find that 4.54 billion people are online. They are internet users. That's 59% of the global population. 
Okay, and you'll find that 3.8 billion people, 49% that is, are using social media actively. Mm. Now, what it means, for example, is that people are spending a lot of time online. Now, one of the best examples you can see is that these days, you don't find internet cafes around because everybody has access to the internet on their phones. You only go to internet cafe, maybe to print. Okay, People are also not... I can't remember the last time you received... Uh, a bill or a fax, for example. No, no. Because the ones we we're telling these days are usually hand delivered yeah. from companies like invitations and mm. all that. Yeah. In fact, even some of the digital platforms, like social media, are eating up other digital platforms. When was the last time I had a Skype call? D- today, actually. <laughs> yeah, but that's very rare. Yeah. It's not today, common. Today. Because we all tend to WhatsApp video calls, mm-hmm. this and that. So this is WhatsApp. So that's where we are in one way. Uh, another stat you want to look at is for example, uh, if we look at Africa, you would find that in Africa, 453.2 million people out of our population of 1.32 billion are online, as in they're using the internet. 453 million people yes. out of the population of 1.2 billion. Yeah. So that's 34%. Mm. It's less than the global average. Yeah. And that's because, I mean, it's more expensive to get online. Yeah, but we're growing and we'll get there very soon. Uh, in terms of... Um, Social media usage is 217.5 million people, which is like 16%. And it's yeah. growing. You go to some markets and the number is higher. Yeah. But one of the targets that, I mean, if you go to, for example, the Mobile World Conference, for example, they will tell you that one of the targets they have a few years ago when I visited was to reduce the cost of a mobile phone to under $30. Mm-hmm. Today, if you went to Circle with 250 cities, you may get a smartphone. smartphone. So you see, it's come down. Yeah. Data is expensive in Ghana, but still people are able to manage, bundle, and be able to get around. So you find all your grandma and your grandpas sending you all those dodgy messages because a lot more people are going online. What I don't understand, though, <laughs> is that um, a lot of younger people will not send huge video files via WhatsApp. But you see the older generation mm-hmm. sending a lot of um, heavy files on, on, on WhatsApp and social media spaces. And I'm wondering whether they are getting the right social media education to realize that whatever you are sp- sending is money that you are spending. Well, they are not. To them, they feel everything that they view, every content that they have. If it's interesting, they must share it. If it's interesting, share. they must share it. But they forget that you need to understand the culture. You also need to understand the person who is receiving it, mm-hmm. how he expects to receive and what he expects to receive. So, I mean, because of time, let's move on to Ghana quickly so in ghana as of january it's estimated that our population is 30.75 million people okay and out of that well mobile phone uh, penetration is 39.97 million okay nca might have i mean my challenge is number a bit but the key thing is that we have more mobile phones than we have and that's because because most of us have multiple phones um 14 million people are online as an internet usage and then 6 million people are using social media. So you find that in Ghana it's 20% social media. In Africa, we said the number was 16%. Mm-hmm. So Ghana is doing better, better than, than the, the Africa Af- average. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you can go on to look at other numbers, for example, I mean, um, if you look at Ghana in terms of in terms of internet penetration, you look at looking at it globally, in terms of uh, penetration, UAE has 99%. But Ghana has 48% yeah. internet penetration. Mm. But we are growing. Yeah. So you can see where we are. We are towards the bottom. But 
if you compare it to last year, for example, you can see that we're growing. And that's partly because of what we discussed, that it's cheaper to get a handset now and all those things. And it will continue to grow. Maybe on, on, on the UAE bit too, we could look at the geography yeah. and, and, and how their settlements are. Yeah. In Ghana, I have a, a lot of cities, a lot of towns, a yeah. lot of villages spread all around. Yeah. But in the UAE, because of their peculiar situation, mm-hmm. you see that the, the cities are a bit more condensed. Mm-hmm. So you go to, say, Abu Dhabi. Yes. It's one whole city. You will not find villages no, no, spread all, all around. Plus, you go to Dubai, yeah. you go to Doha and all mm-hmm. those areas. So, Plus, there's been a conscious effort mm-hmm. to build Dubai, for example, as a hub. Yeah. for startups. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot of investment into connectivity and all of that. Yeah. We are not doing a lot of that here. Mm-hmm. And some of these things, as we discuss later on, need to be led by government and other institutions because they need to create the platforms for businesses to go off the back of that. Yeah. We're not doing a lot of that here. Mm. Okay. Um, if we talk about internet by devices, okay, so we'll find that 9.7, 9.37 billion people do that number of active internet users via mobile. Okay. So most of us are doing it via mobile. It's 10.32 active online users, but 9.37 are using mobile. So almost 90% of internet users in mm. Ghana use it via mobile. Via mobile. So that if anybody is thinking of reaching these 9 million people, mm-hmm. whatever you do must... Be mobile friendly. Be very, very mobile Or what we friendly. say responsive. Responsive. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And, and there are tools to test it. Okay. Okay. I mean, in fact, Google, for example, even ranks mobile responsive websites mm-hmm. higher than other websites because they, the habit is that even as you go through traffic, mm-hmm. you see something you like or hear something, you whip out your phone, you want to search for it. Yeah. Okay. So that's another number we want to look at. Um, in, in terms of daily time spent online, for example, you find that the average Ghanaian spends three hours, 58 minutes online. Three hours, 58, 58 minutes. minutes. So almost four hours of your 24 hours is spent online. online. That's the average. If you're like me, you live online. Is there a metric that shows how productive we are being online? What do we do online? That's, that's, that, 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 these are some of the questions that we need to look at. Okay. I mean, let me just say that the stats that have been released mm-hmm. now are the initial global stats. Yeah. But by next week, they will release detailed stats for Ghana and almost mm-hmm. every country. So we can be able to delve down respect but one of the questions to ask when you hear a number like this three hours 58 minutes is where are they spending most of the time yeah are they spending it on social are they spending it on whatsapp where are they spending most and of the what time what are they doing and what are they doing what kind of content are they sharing the, these are what we call the trends mm-hmm. we need to understand them as a business you need to know what they're doing because for example the decisions that people make on twitter are not the same decisions they will make when they are on instagram for example let's give a typical example tomorrow today is valentine's day yeah all right. If you are like me, you will go to Instagram looking for gift ideas. Because Instagram is basically powered by pictures and yes, yes. videos. So I want to look at those. Mm-hmm. If Liverpool were playing today, you'll find me spend a lot of time on Twitter. Because I like the banter on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I often see football's best enjoyed with live TV pictures, but muted. Yeah. Radio in your ear. Mm-hmm. And then on Twitter having a banter. Yeah. So you find that we go to different platforms to do different things. On Facebook, it's more of a community, the way it's been built. Mm-hmm. So you need to understand, they're spending time online. Where are they going? Are they going on websites to search? And if you're going to search, what are they searching for? So you see the Google Trends, for example, become yeah. relevant. What are they searching for? Okay. And what are they doing? Okay, we'll talk about that. What kind of content are they engaging with? Is it videos? Is it infographics? What, what is it? Like, 
infographics have been growing lately, especially in the news media, for example, you find that next week the president is going to have the State of the Union address. You will find that it's going to go on for about three, four hours. Not everybody can listen to it. What we expect is that radio stations, the TV stations, the media will package them as infographics. Once they do that, it becomes shareable. So I see it, I downloaded it from both Twitter or Facebook, and I'm sharing, passing it around. So with one infographic, I can see all that he said about where we are in terms of revenue, all those things. These are the kind of things. So you need to understand what kind of content people are consuming online. It's the same for businesses. What kind of content are people consuming? We'll come to that in a minute. So, so, so on this call, in consuming information as well, digital mm-hmm. makes it more precise and concise yes. if you get the right source for that information. Exactly. Exactly. Not just precise and concise, but also makes it shareable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't imagine sharing what we are having on radio now. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want to call like people a... to come <laughs> yeah. sit around yeah. the radio. Sit around the radio. <laughs> or if they do have their own radio yeah. stations, they will listen. Yeah. But in this case, if they don't even have a radio station because they have devices powered by the internet, yes. they can listen online. Yes. So digital is making this show mm-hmm. shareable, shareable across different mm-hmm. geographical areas. And you find that because we are on air, we are not on Twitter, mm-hmm. but you find that people are tweeting about the show, what we are discussing. They are challenging some of the things we are saying. They are asking questions. And so often, like I tell businesses, Listening is a big part of what you need to do. You either listen real time or you go back and look, follow the conversation so you can be able to respond to the conversation, mm-hmm. learn, and be able to stay relevant. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, these are some of the things. So, it's not just spending three hours, 58 minutes online. What are they doing? What kind of content are they consuming? How can you then plug in? And these are all relevant. So, it's not just numbers we need to look at. Yeah. Okay. Another one is mobile internet connection speed. And in Ghana, it's 18.4 megabytes per second. Okay. That's slow. Mm. Because if you look at a place like um, South Africa, it's 103.2 megabytes mm. per second. So the question you need to ask is, you need to understand the sites are loading slow. Slower than, I mean, on the average. So there's, Google gives you tools that you can use to run your websites to make sure that they load quickly. Because the truth is that if it takes too long to load, they will bounce. Yeah. People would skip leave. and go leave and they will not come back and all mm-hmm. of that so you want it to load quicker it helps with the experience mm-hmm. and that's why often we will tell clients that don't put too many pictures on a single page don't put like audio files and that rather than putting a video on your website nest it put it in youtube and nest the mm-hmm. video mm-hmm. you understand what you i mean embed it you embed it okay yeah or nest it like okay. i would say so in that way the file is not sitting on your website, so it loads quicker. Mm-hmm. So these are all things that you need to look at, but you need to understand the speed. What does it mean then? There was once I was in Kuala Lumpur, <laughs> and in my hotel, I tried to check the internet speed. Yeah. And I checked, this was like six years ago. Yeah. And it was 154 megabytes per second. Yeah. The Ghanaian in me, <laughs> seeing very fast internet, mm-hmm. I just switched on my laptop. Uh-huh. switched on my torrent and I started downloading files and yeah. movies and all that. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, but, but but you can't do that here. No, you can't do that here. And the best experience is when you travel, like uh-huh. you travel, I travel, you come back, you get out of the plane, and you, try you turn to on your phone, you realize that it's like you're in a different... <laughs> <laughs> so we need to work on our internet speed. Yeah. But, yeah. but 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 it's been, it's, it's been improving. It has. We used to be 2G, we came to yeah. 3G, now yeah. we are 4G, mm. LTE, mm. uh, LT is, are we at 5G yet? No. No, we're not. We are not. We're not. But we're, we'll get there. Mm, we are 4G-ish. Mm. <laughs> so all this data that you are sharing. Yes. 10 point something million people using the internet 
mm. nine million of these using mm. um, the internet through mobile um, um, over 30 something million connected mm -hmm. uh, devices like connected phone lines and all that what should it mean I wanted to ask what does it mean but mm. what should how should I interpret it if say I run a small SME I'm into fashion mm -hmm. now let's look at the Ghanaian economy Mm -hmm. We have, we say our economy is agrarian, right? Mm -hmm. We have a bit of manufacturing. We have a lot of services, telcos, banks, and all these services. And then the, 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 the current growth of the SME sector. How should I interpret it in my industry? Okay, so the first thing you need to understand is that it means there's an audience out there mm -hmm. online. Your audience is not just in TV. And in some markets, I mean, I work a bit in Nigeria and Kenya. You can't buy TVs time in Nigeria. It's too expensive. But there's an audience online who with however little your budget is, with the right targeting, you can be able to reach them. The key is that in Ghana, for example, if we say it's 40% of us who are online, for example, not all the 40% are relevant to you. So you mm -hmm. need to understand the digital landscape. These numbers we're talking about. Yeah. So you said you run a boutique, for example. So what kind of clothes do you sell? Not just what kind of clothes. Are you, do you sell clothes, for example, for weddings and for events and that? So you start zeroing in on what a typical marketing person would do on your target consumers. So you see the size of the population, the online population, that is your target. Mm -hmm. So it means that you can reach that target through online. Mm. That's one thing it means to you. So the first thing is to understand the landscape, not to understand the trends, meaning what are they doing there. So, for example... Again, talking about a fashion design, if you sew for people having their weddings, where do people go for inspiration about their weddings? So in their clothes, and you find that a bit happens on Instagram mm -hmm. because these days weddings are big. They're planners, you see the pictures all over the place, and so people go there for inspiration, even for the dance that they would dance. Yeah, okay, for the kind of MC, mm -hmm. the way you engage people, and all of that. So people are going online, so you need to understand the trends. Why are people going for these things? Okay, so if you're, if you're a wedding MC. Yeah. And you want to market yourself. Uh -huh. You may not want to go to Twitter as your first option. No. You may want to consider Instagram, Instagram and yes. Facebook. Yeah. I wouldn't even say Facebook I mean, is big, but Instagram. Mm -hmm. Instagram. What, yeah. But what you find is that they look at a typical video from a wedding. You mm -hmm. find that they will list their makeup by yes. this, by that, this, by that. They've created like a cartel. And the various hashtags. And the various hashtags. Mm. So you follow it. There's a DJ that I went to a friend's wedding. And he had a roller banner there mm -hmm. by him because he knew that at weddings we take pictures, yeah. both official and unofficial, and they're sharing them all over. Mm -hmm. And his roller banner will appear in it. I guess the next time I do a wedding, <laughs> I need to take one along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you understand that? Because he, he's thinking of the visibility that it will get, yeah. not just in that wedding, I mean, the reception hall, but glo uh, online. Mm. So you need to think about that too. Again, you need to, once you know that the number of people are in it, you also, it also means that you are able to make data-driven decisions. Okay. This is very important because if you don't understand digital and you're going just by, you go, excuse me to say, you go to a typical radio or TV station, if they are not tech-savvy like some other ones, they will tell you, oh, this show is watched by 10,000 people. And that's what they will tell you. Mm -hmm. But you, they can't tell you which category those 10,000 people are. They will give you guesswork. Yeah. But here, with online, you can be able to drill down, be able to say, okay, this number of people. So, for example, if you are... A wedding planner and you focus on a crowd when you're serving your ads for example you don't need to target people in Kumasi Sunyana, whatever. so the little money you have can go a long way for you you maximize the potential you maximize of the your potential $10 because you are using data mm. you're making data driven decisions so that means and this data 
even these days, um, when it comes to traditional media, yeah, digital insights are helping traditional media um, reshape their programming exactly, retarget yeah. their audiences yeah. properly, and it's also helping agencies and advertisers also choose the right programs because yes. they can drill down to know that oh, this particular program is watched by mm-hmm. these number of people approximately mm-hmm. women like this program mm-hmm. people who want to buy cars in the next 90 days may want mm-hmm. to listen who mm-hmm. listen to this program mm-hmm. so if i want to place an ad i want it to go on this program so that mm-hmm. i can get the most mm-hmm. but you say that digital media especially social media mm-hmm. amplifies that yes for people especially smes if you don't have money to do regular traditional media mm-hmm. Social media helps you to amplify your message and your brand mm. if you target properly. Yes. And the other advantage of it also is because everything is measurable, mm-hmm. you can monitor, measure, and optimize in real time. If, if, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Because a TV station, you may have to wait till be a week or they will tell you this number of people watch the show. But here, after you put up an ad or whatever, within seconds, you can see how well it's doing. Yeah. And be able to say, ah, this one is not working. I need to tweak this. I need to move this, remove this word from it, do whatever. So that's very, very important. Going back to some of the things we're talking about, what it means. It also means that you can listen to what's going on online. Also understand the real need of your consumers. Mm-hmm. And that's what I often say to my clients. You see, not every idea is good business. But if you listen online, you'll be able to tell, for example, if it's about uh, let me give an example. Yesterday, I was talking to a couple of students from Ashesi. They want to cut the wastage when it comes to tomato production and all of that. And they're going to preserve the tomatoes with some seasoning and all of that. And they were targeting homes and then students. And I said, that's great. But you need to understand the real need. Because, for example, if most of us are going to use the tomatoes to make soup, we don't want our soup to taste vinegar. Mm-hmm. And that's part of it. What, in what state do we want to have the tomatoes? And what do we use tomatoes yeah. for in Ghana? In Ghana. For example. Okay. Another good example is baby brands. Mm-hmm. If you go online and listen to the conversation that moms are having on baby, right, even on WhatsApp groups, you'll be able to understand the needs that moms have when it comes to baby food and all of that. Yeah. So before you go out to say, I've got a product for you, you'll be able, after listening, listen, you have, would have listened and be able to package your product as a solution to a need. If you understand what I mean. Yeah. Again, not patronizing the station when you started um caravan what do you call it heritage caravan heritage caravan it was maybe one van you were one bus you were going with you were not going to all sorts of places but as it grew you found the different things needed to be added today you are saying that this trip you're going with even clothes for children because you yeah. found the need that the places that you visit they have so it's by listening and sometimes you can listen real time so that's very very important digital knowing these numbers helps you to be able to do that then it also allows you to be able to reach more people through your ads and your solutions. So, for example, let's say you are targeting the whole of Ghana. If you brought your ad to this radio station, we can play it as many times as we want to play. Mm-hmm. But if it's not heard in Tamale, you can't reach the people in Tamale. Mm. But with digital, you can target and reach the people where you want to. Plus, you can maximize the reach as well. Mm. Plus, also, the timing, the time when the ad is heard is not limited to the real time. Anytime, even midnight, people can hear it. Anytime, people can yeah. see it in their bedrooms. Anywhere, wherever. all those things. Interesting stuff. Before before we go, um, I, I, I want us to look at the elections coming up. Okay. And the role digital could play in the elections. But this conversation is very, very important. But if you want more on tech and digital and the trends and technology, 
you need to listen to City Trends on Tuesdays here on CTFM with my colleague Philip Kofiashon. That's his everyday lifestyle, digital and technology. And the show City Trends should be your number one show if you need anything on the digital conversation and technology. So don't miss it. Tuesdays, 7 p.m., City FM, and also distributed across all digital platforms. Just look for hashtag City Trends and you get to know the latest innovations in the space. What will be the role of digital in this year's election? And, and, yeah. and how should political parties, the citizenry, and the states mm-hmm. see digital this year? I'll look at it from three angles. One is for organizing people. So, for example, you, people are creating groups, pages, and all of that. And one of the things I'll say is that, unfortunately, because in our politics, everybody wants to be relevant and be, catch the eye of the leader, there are too many duplicate pages all over the place. Mm-hmm. So you find that the messaging is not consistent. Yeah. And one of the things that any serious political party needs to do is that they need to merge consolidate. or consolidate them. Mm-hmm. So you can have one platform, a go-to place where you hear from or control them from a center. So that's important. But it helps to be able to organize people in that sense. It can also help to do what they call in the States and other places, town hall. Because you can have live Facebook or whatever people can plug in, they can engage. Them. So that's one way we do because you can't have everybody attending rallies. I think a typical example is what former President Mahama has yeah. been doing. Yes. So he's not buying airtime for radio no. and TV. No. He'll he's bypassing. He's, he'll organize his people. Yeah. Um, he'll organize an audience. Mm-hmm. And then have a Facebook live mm-hmm. and take questions from Facebook, Twitter mm-hmm. and Instagram mm-hmm. and the full morning. Mm-hmm. You it find it makes the news. news. So it's helping him to spend very little mm-hmm. but reach a larger audience. I, th- I think the only thing I'll say there is that in he shouldn't, the people that go participate mm-hmm. in it, he shouldn't limit it to people who they call influencers or people who have whatever. Because when people feel they are being marginalized, that they are not included, they are likely to tune out but mm. the, the people that are there are not speaking for them mm. the second element is communication this mm. is very very key now I said so I think it was even on one of your shows that I said that listening is more important than even your campaign message but people want to feel that you've listened to them and you know what they need and so you need to listen first when you, so that when you come back with your campaign message, your campaign message will be addressing what you've heard, what you've learned from listening. And the listening can happen online. Okay. Then also when you go back with your message, the way you package the message. Now we've seen WhatsApp groups growing significantly. So you would find that they need to create WhatsApp groups in almost every village and all of that. Where the local organizing people and all of that are people who own the admins of these WhatsApp groups. So they receive the content and they push it out. Mm-hmm. It's something that brands do. Mm-hmm. Adidas has done it all the globally to do that. So the content, you have a content hub sitting in a crowd or wherever. So the candidate speaks, it's packaged as a video or infographic or whatever, and it's distributed. So in the next morning, across the country, everybody has access to this information. Mm-hmm. So it will play a significant role in doing that. The flip side is that because everybody's a publisher, today it means you need to also listen to know all the fake news and the rest plus there's an element called gacha mm-hmm. because you can't hide anything because you could be going live 
any minute. You don't know when because everything is digital. You don't know when you are going. So the message you are putting out should be well thought through. Yeah. Because once it drops, it spreads, yeah, no, and it will be very difficult. You don't have to, control over the distribution. To, to pull it back. No, you don't have control over the distribution. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. And people will create fake news. So you listen. So when there's a lie being told about you mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. you can if you listen, you'll be able to know, get the alert promptly, be able to respond to it. Mm-hmm appropriately mm-hmm. and all of that plus the third leg is using it to raise funds which we are not doing very well here but momo in particular i can see people using momo to raise donations country raise funds for campaigns and all of that so these are three areas where it would influence our politics next the conversation about digital is as long as the diameter of the earth i'm not <laughs> sure we can cross it <laughs> on this edition of the uh, business edition uh, but we'll find time to expand into other areas, SMEs, the tools you need to grow and expand your business, um, big corporates, the do's and don'ts, yeah. and the digital space, um, churches. How do you use um, digital to 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 Spread achieve <laughs> your 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 aims? Um, social groups. How do you drive local development, mm-hmm. local mm-hmm. participation mm-hmm. with digital? Advocacy. There are so many things you can do with digital, and you spend time to talk about it a bit more. Stephen Nasebwedi um, has been my guest this morning, just giving us a general overview of digital globally, locally, and some thoughts for business and some thoughts for election 2020. Steve, if somebody wants to contact you, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, the best way, I mean, I find it easier is to follow me online. So if you're on Twitter, look for at Nase, N-A-A-S-E-I, or any of the other platforms, look for Stephen N. Boydi. Or if I can give my number, yeah, you can give your number. 024-836-7114. And uh, let's engage. If you want to have further conversations on digital, that's your man, Stephen Nase Boydi. Thank you very much for joining Thank me. Thank you very much, Kujo. Always a pleasure. The City Business Edition. We'll have more conversations on the various aspects of digital, even digital for a Greek. Oh, yes. Some other time here <laughs> on CTFM. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. This has been the City Business Edition. My name is Kojo Boating. The City Breakfast Show with Bernardino Koku Avle and the rest of the team continues. Stay with us.